chapter 14, actual chapter 14 this time. Oh, yeah. I got it right. The Confession. Confession. Now, once again, yep, there was no confession. Str- we're on a good stride. With with bad titles. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I suppose we had, there's we sort had of two in a row that were like, this will do. Uh, but I have a feeling that. Misguided, uh, but will do. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that the following ones of these are just going to be uh, on this uh, same stride again. I think we got lucky for two. I don't know why. It. So so this chapter is The Confession, and it's the story of – so spoiler alert. Fenton Hardy makes it to Albany before Red Jackley dies, and Red Jackley confesses to the tower robbery. Yeah. But The Confession, uh, we don't hear that story Instead, we hear Fenton recounting that story. Yeah. Like, we seem to... Like, we're, we're never in the room as the exciting things happen. Yeah, it's like, always boys, let me tell you what happens. About, yeah, we're like yeah. in the Hardy's house hearing stories about something exciting that happened. Yeah. And I just think, what a ridiculous waste of a book. Make us there. Take yeah. us with... Here's the story that we get that's not told, that we actually see unfold in front of our eyes. The fire is small. He puts it out with a pail of water. Should we call the fire department? No. I can handle this myself. Shame on you boys for making me put out this fire when you could have easily done it. Yeah. That's the story we got. That's the uh that's what we saw happen. This is this is we what we saw got. All the excited stuff is the exciting stuff, the things that I would care to read about are just recounted. It's just it's just old daddy talking about it. Mm-hmm. We're not there. We don't get to hear him say, Yeah, I did it. We don't get to hear the uh the beat down, the interrogation. You know, because you know he hit him a few times. Oh, yeah. He was in, roughs he was, him up a little bit. He was bit. in a coma. Of course he's going to smack him around a bit. But no, we, we get left alone with this, of Smuff putting out this tiny fire and saying, you know what? I'm going to call Chief Cowley. I'm going to make sure he hears about this. And all I can think is, I would love to hear that conversation. Just like, hey, Chief, there's a tiny fire at a store that I put out. You gonna write an article the about Hardy me or boys what? ran after me and asked me to come look at it, and <laughs> yeah. then they brought me a bucket of water. Frank filled up the bucket of water. <laughs> yeah. Frank brought me the bucket of water. They asked, should we call for assistance? No, this is small enough for me to put out with this bucket of water you had just brought me. <laughs> that you brought me. And I poured the bucket of water on there. Uh and uh but Oscar says, like, you know, I'm Chief's gonna, Chief Colleague is gonna hear what I did. The detective chuckled. One more notch in my gun, as the cowboys say. I don't think that's what <laughs> cowboys say. And, and I guess if the Which author is making fun of Oscar Smuffier, like he would say something wrong, yeah. then I, I'm okay with it. But well, at this I, point, I wouldn't, I wouldn't I put it past the I think you say that when you put someone down, when you would kill someone. You would put a little notch on your gun of how many people you've killed. And this is putting out a fire. And they didn't say like, oh, we went around town and put out fires and notched our guns. Also, I'm thinking, are oh, you yeah. a detective or are you a cowboy? Because like you should be like quoting be detectives both? here. Well, well yeah, if there's true. railroad detectives, there can be cowboy detectives. <laughs> I guess you're Fenton right. Fenton Hardy's a pirate detective, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it turns out. Uh, I'm sorry, is a notch in a gun a thing? I'm unfamiliar. Is that something? Sometimes. Can be. Yeah. You put you a notch it when, in your gun you, after you kill someone? When you kill someone, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a thing, though. It's... It is an old school thing. I feel like you're ruining your gun a little bit. Yeah. Put notches in it. You're looting the guns. With anyways. a little pen knife, I suppose. Well, yeah, you, you get a pen knife. Scrape some flex yeah. off. Yeah. Barely yeah. notice the mark. Hardy <laughs> <Yeah. Okay. laughs> style. You got to get deep in there, though. You got to actually really dive in there. <sighs> 
multicolored guns. You got to scratch in there until you get to the yellow paint. Yeah, the yellow yeah. yellow gun, past the red, past the blue. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. So, so, so yeah. Smuff misses his flight. It's 10 till 6. 10 minutes till 6. Because oh. he put out this fire. It took 18 minutes to throw a pail of water onto <laughs> a tiny fire. I think what took too t- much time is him bragging about himself. Yeah, this they cut out a lot of that dialogue. Took, took longer than it takes to upturn a bucket. And then as uh, as Smuff leaves, he storms out. And the Hardy, you know, the Hardy boys and their friends burst into a roar of laughter. And I'm thinking, as well as Rocco's fruit shop burst into flames. <laughs> burst into fire. <laughs> Uproarious fire and Uproarious laughter. Uproarious fire. I underlined the, the Hardys and the friends burst into roars of laughter, which did not stop until a woman customer came into the <laughs> shop. And, that and was everyone those... left except for Frank and Joe. Like, a woman's here. Well, that seemed like one of those, this was written by some AI that's like, a woman customer entered the shop. (laughs) No one says, oh, yeah, the other day I was talking to a woman customer. You can just say until a woman entered the shop or a customer came into the shop. They're not mutually exclusive. It is oddly specific. (laughs) The the great thing, too, is I don't feel like there was a a trail off of the laughter. I feel like... (laughs) (laughs) Just silent. It was just silent. Yeah, that woman felt so uncomfortable as soon the as woman she walked customer. in. Yeah, there's all. <laughs> <laughs> they, woman she definitely thought they in. were laughing about her. <laughs> there's no way she didn't get self conscious about that. Well, you know, good for them though to just say the woman customer, not just like you know the cooking woman customer, or like saying, "Oh, I need to get some food for my husband" or anything like that. I they think just it's left implied. It. it might have been in the original version. <laughs> yeah, it was probably taken out. Oh, speaking of the original version, uh, back here on the first page, uh, after Smuff oh, puts out the fire, this. some people have no sense, Smuff commented. The idea of anyone starting a fire and then going off and leaving it, I bet that was Rocco's work. Yeah. Okay, racist. Yeah, we get it. We get it. You we don't get like it. Rocco, you want him to go back to the home country. <laughs> yeah. You don't like Italians. All you Italians won't even eat do spaghetti. Start fires and walk away. Yeah. Oh. He's got dark bags under his <laughs> eyes and he starts fires and walks away. <laughs> Our accent work is on point. Oh, yeah. We have great accents. If if you've got a podcast out there and you would like a little workshop, I feel like shoot us a line. Go to hardyandsonspodcast.com. Yeah. There's a little form there. Uh, just You can inquire about accent workshops uh, and we'll walk you through everything you need to know. That's very true. And while you're there, go ahead and go over to our Patreon account and sign up for the $100 tier. And that is a one-on-one accent coaching That's Skype accent with, coaching with Sean and I. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure that's up there. <laughs> no problem. Oh, so Rocco returns at six thirty, pleased that so much fruit had been sold during his absence. And I'm wondering, was the fruit <laughs> sold or was it burned? I'm thinking it was burned. Yeah, <laughs> Most he of didn't the fruit check. Was, don't he didn't count check the drawer. The drawer. He yeah, he just went saw and saw like a lot of fruit was, was gone. Yeah, he's like, all right, don't forget, Chet was in your store. We probably ate half of it. <laughs> Better double count the apples. And then Rocco says something that's uh, incredibly racist towards him again. You better salesman than Rocco, because now Rocco likes to refer to himself in third person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Rocco. He's <laughs> oh, getting God. a hard go of it. Poor man. Uh, so Poor the Hardys man. go home well satisfied with their day's work. And I just thought, what? Their, their you day's started work a was fire? starting a fire. You worked then... for an hour? <laughs> You sold fruit to a woman you, customer? You laughed with your chums <laughs> yeah. for a while? 
<laughs> you went for a silent walk. It's <laughs> not a. Oh God, the silent. That's walk. a. That's a good day's work. <laughs> oh God. So they get home, and what do they see? Well, Fenton Hardy doesn't oh, yeah, return until the next the day. Afternoon. So yeah. the next afternoon, boys come home from school. And found they found their father. Why did that have to be a thing? Why couldn't he just have been there? Well, I guess because it would have been like an hour later. Yeah. I don't, I know. don't know. But it, it wouldn't have even mattered ex- to me. I wouldn't even question the timeline. I don't need these throwaway sentences. Of their conversation or, or no, the, just the exposition? Fenton Hardy did not return home until the next afternoon. That's fine. But I don't need when the boys came home from school. I don't know. I just feel like it's too much. It's too much. I feel like just it's, o- it it's only just... too much because of what they what they choose to include and not include yeah. boggles the mind. It, it, like it, sometimes it's it like, yeah, and the boys me, showered and as they were getting undressed, they had a conversation. And other times there's no conversation. Yeah. There's no direction. It's just like, and friend Hardy was there. Yeah. Doesn't say whether he got dressed or showered. <laughs> it's just he's there. Perhaps so he's still showering. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. He's in the shower. It's a shower conversation. So then they, they have, have this like, weird they conversation have cups in between the showers. There's three showers, and all of them have a cup with a string on them. Oh. So this way, when they're in the shower, they can still do. Uh, you they know, they're still talk to each other. talking sessions. Okay, jaw sessions they call them. Oh, I like that. So uh, yeah, so the boys come home, find them in high spirits, uh, which I wrote in the margin. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I know. He was in high spirits last time, and yep. all that happened was a guy had almost died. Yeah. Uh, so what do we find out? Si- solved the mystery? Joe asked eagerly. Practically. <laughs> first of all, Jack Lee is dead. Like, oh, wow. God. A, first, yeah. I understand why you're happy, you sick, sick, dark detective. Yeah. If you were so cheerful that he almost died Did- before, it makes sense that you're... I- Grinning merrily now. Yeah, I can only imagine what happens when he has to tell his sons, him and mom are getting a divorce. <laughs> Just <laughs> this guy in. is that good at breaking. Read, you know, read the room, buddy. Emotional news. Uh-huh. Practically, first of all, Jack Lee is dead. Did he confess? You're not very sympathetic towards the poor fella, Joe. Yeah. Yes, he confessed. Neither are you. Neither are you. Neither are you. He learned from his father. Yeah. This is like the third time you've been unsympathetic towards poor Jack Lee. Oh, fortunately, Oscar Smuff didn't show up while Jack Lee was talking. I just thought for this, this little thing that Fenton says here has three parts. First is, Joe, you're not very sensitive. Second is, but yeah. Dead, <laughs> yeah. dead dude confessed and third thing is like oh yeah and this other detective didn't make it there until he died <laughs> who's not being sensitive here i feel like oh yeah pot calling the kettle black they here. really do learn from dad though pot calling the kettle italian Ooh, mama <laughs> Ooh, mama uh so yeah they uh frank and joe glanced at each other and their father smiled quietly as if people have loud smiles? Like, I'm confused at that. Yeah. Here, like, listen. Ah! <laughs> that smile was so that loud, was, it probably loud came smile. through on the podcast. Can you do a quiet one? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea, he said, that you two sleuths know more about this smuff business than you would care to tell. Well, anyhow, the Albany police and I had a clear field. I saw Jackley before he died and questioned him about the tower robbery. Did he admit everything? Jack Lee said he came to Bayport with the intention of robbery. He stole a car, smashed it up, and took chats. 
Then he went to rob the ticket office. When he failed in that, he decided to hang around town for a few days. He hit up Tower Mansion as his next effort. Jack Lee entered the library with gloves on, opened the safe, and took out the jewelry and securities. But how did he know the combination? Now, this is not a question that the Hardy Boys ask. This is a question that I'm asking. Yeah, doesn't say. That piece of paper flew out days before the robbery. Are you saying this man was just walking around, he found this piece of paper, and he's like, well, this must be to the well, combination in the closely. Tower Mansion. He, he examined it closely. Well, yeah. concluded I mean, that it must be. Well, well, the address was written on the piece of paper along with the combination. Yeah. It's a tower, tower, it's a tower safe. Tower safe. And, and in case you don't know what the tower three. is, here's a map to get there. Yeah. That's the same ca- That's the same uh, combination I use to my, my luggage. luggage. Yeah. balls. So real quick. So so we're about to get into the actual, it's like, what did he do with the loot? Uh, that's what I'm coming to. This is Fenton Hardy. It was not until Jacqueline knew he was at the point of death that he did confess to the tower affair. Then he said, yes. I took the stuff, but I didn't dare trying to sell any of, it, any of it right away, so I hid it. You can get all the stuff back easily. It's in the old tower. Uh, there's a dash here, which... It's in the old tower. Yeah. It's like he was powering down. That's all he said. Jack Lee, lost, robot. Jack Lee lost consciousness and never regained it. But I thought, this is Fenton Hardy telling the story. How do you portray this hyphen, this like cutoff... Like, I think he has to do what I just did of, like, he's telling the story, being Jackley in character, yeah. and being like, it's in the old tower. Oh. I just see Frank and Joe sitting Indian, like, like looking at you, like, oh. <laughs> just, like, rocking back and forth, yeah. listening to it's their such, dad's it's story. Just yeah, the dad just hamming it up, like, the children at a, a, a church camp or something, telling uh, campfire tales. So... He's saying, yes. Which, again, supports my theory that Frank and Joe are a little special. They're very special. Yeah, they're very special children. But so what what we learn in this paragraph here, right here is this is Jackley talking. He's like, you know, I, I took couldn't sell any of it right away, so I hit it. You can get all the stuff back easily. It's in the old tower. Uh, and then he dies, <laughs> never regains consciousness. Um, I'm going to skip to the top of the next page where um, – eh, let's go in order. I'm sorry. I'm That's, sorry to yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. So – so they're like, you know, well, hey. Uh, then Smuff got there afterwards, but it was too late. He died within an hour. Um, just where Jack Lee hid the loot uh, in the old tower, he was never able to say. Um, so they're like, if there's loot hidden in the old Applegate Tower, we'll find it in no time. The Tower Mansion has two towers, the old and the new, Joe reminded him. And then Frank says, we'll search the old tower first. And I thought, Yeah. <laughs> Because he said, I hit it in the old tower. (laughs) It's in the old tower. So maybe not search the new one first. Good call, Frank. Good call, Frank. Pick your ear up off the ground and get yourself in that old tower. Oh, my God. And then then here we get to really where we talked last episode about... Who we think is the real side, and do we think that Jack Lee is actually a suspect? Yeah, and so they have this confession, and I have a feeling that the author believes that Jack Lee did this. I, as a reader at this point, I'm not buying it. I'm not 100%. buying it one bit either. And Fenton Hardy, the world's best detective, famous detective, in the next paragraph here says the story seems likely enough. Jack Lee would gain nothing by lying about it on his deathbed. To which I thought he's protecting someone. Well. 
you would have something to gain. You could take credit. Oh yeah, you're you're a notorious thief. Yeah, I didn't even you think could about take yeah, credit yeah. for something and oh, then that die. Robbery? Yeah, no, I you're not going to get hung for it. Yeah, yeah. I imagine Confess to anything when when he was being interrogated, he was like, "Well, did you take the yellow jalopy?" And he was just like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fenton Hardy during this interrogation yeah. gave just every steal Jet's car. <laughs> Yes. Did you steal another car and smash it up first? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Did you wear a red wig and put some sort of circular thing on your feet to hide your footprints? Yes. Yes. And then, and then there was like a random one thrown out there that didn't seem like it was right. Where it was like, were you dressed as a woman this whole time? And they took a long pause. No. Okay. okay. He did it. He's, yeah. He's not lying. Yeah. Lie detector <laughs> test says. Did you happen to wear a jetpack to fly in the window? No. no. Okay. <laughs> Checks Sinks out with what we got. Checks out. Smuff. <laughs> Story <Your> turn. <laughs> but this same thing Smuff's happened. Smuff's like, damn it, he took my question. This same line of, of like, they don't have anything to gain on the surface was the same line of, of, of thought that gave uh, Slim Robinson, or yeah, Slim Robinson's dad, Mr. Robinson. Mr. Robinson, yeah. Um, when he said, like, I knew the combination, but I would never use it. I wouldn't tell you that I knew the combination if I robbed you. And Fenton Hardy was like, yeah, good point. Dude's innocent. I'll get him out of jail. Yeah. That like, that was a enough evidence for Fenton Hardy to be like, oh, yeah, yeah it doesn't I'll, I'll make sense that. right away for a thief to confess to knowing the combination to a safe. So not a thief. Yeah. Not a thief. Case now this closed. guy's doing it. He's definitely a thief. Yeah. And this guy, this guy thief. says, you know, he's about to die. He's yeah. got nothing to gain. So... You're of right. course, telling the perfect truth. Notoriety. That's what it's he's all about. He's been a criminal his entire life, and he's choosing think, this moment I, to be honest. I imagine there is a thing where they're like, well, do you have any last requests before you die? He's like, bury me in my red wig. <laughs> Don't let them see me. Bury me <laughs> in a casket of wigs. <laughs> Don't let them see me as a brunette. <laughs> yeah. Paint me beautifully, boys. <laughs> oh, So that's why Jackley couldn't be traced through the jewels and bonds. They were never disposed of. They've been lying in the old tower all this time. Mm. And then Fenton Hardy, I have issues with his next sentence. This is Fenton Hardy saying, I tried to get him to tell me in just what part of the tower the loot was hidden, but he died before he could say any more. And no, no, you didn't. <laughs> what happened was, according to your story, he was talking and he said, yes, I took the stuff. Uh, you can get it all back easily. It's in the old tower. Uh, and he dies. <laughs> yeah. There was well, maybe, no opportunity for Fenton to be like, wait, exactly what part? Like, that well, was that's the first what you time you heard tower. I imagine him there, like, beating him and, like, trying to Talk. resuscitate. <laughs> yeah, like, where's the loot? Straddling him, <laughs> yeah. just beating his chest. <laughs> Don't you die on me. And then Smuff's in the corner shaking his head like, that would have been the first question I would ask. <laughs> what part of the old tower? <laughs> yeah. Which also, this sentence again ends with, but he died before he could say anything more. And it's like, that was the first sentence on the page previously. We already know this information. Yeah. We know that he died before he said anything. And and so I wrote Brenda Dassey. I wrote BD in, in the – do you know what margins. I'm talking about when I say Brenda Dassey? I've no. said I But you said it and explained it last time, so. Yeah. So do you remember the reference? No. Okay. In Making a Murderer, they – on the net, the Netflix – I haven't seen the second flight. Oh, I haven't of watched any of it yet. Yeah, I hear it's good. It's though. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the, the first I watched the first chunk of episodes that came out about it, and they like convict this guy on this 
confession made by his nephew, Brendan Dassey. And nice. if you watch the footage, and they play the footage in the documentary, like basically the jokes we were making about how Fenton Hardy got this confession, yeah, they're doing that to Brendan Dassey, where they're like, you know, did Steve, I forgot the guy's name, did you know the suspect uh, come home in a blue car and seem kind of suspicious and pull a body out of the back? And yes, like yeah, but they they like did it and they like yeah they, they day after day interrogated in this kid yeah. Until the kids started to believe it. Yeah, that's, and, how the, that's how the police do a lot of interrogations. They yeah. psychologically mess with your head and yeah, they plant can, the they idea. Yeah, they can affect you. your memory, exactly. Yeah. And so I wrote Brendan Dassey, BD in the side, uh, because I feel like Fenton Hardy is Brendan Dasseying himself <laughs> yeah. to be like, oh, yeah, I interrogated him real good. And then I tried to figure out where exactly in the tower it was hidden. No, he didn't. <laughs> You're inventing things now yeah. that you would like you to believe. You are a liar, sir. You're a bad You're detective. You're a bad detective. That's the end of it. Mm. Mm. Too bad. It shouldn't be too hard to find, though, since we have a general idea of where it is. Uh, and then Joe jumps up from his chair. I think we ought to get busy and go search the old tower right away. Oh, boy. Maybe we can hand old Mr. Applegate his jewels and bonds this afternoon and clear Mr. Robinson. Let's go! Finally, finally someone thinking about Robinson. I'll leave it to you boys to make the search, said Mr. Hardy with a smile. I'm trying to do a loud smile here. I forgot the noise we make, though. <laughs> loud smile. That's then really you, irresponsible. Yeah. I know. Then you can have the satisfaction of turning over the stolen property to Mr. Mr. Applegate. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I guess you could get along without me in the case from now on. Okay. So you get the confession, but the man still isn't free. So you're just going to be like, well, I already got the the glory of solving the case, but like, it's not for sure that Mr. Robinson is free yet. So I'll just sit this out. Yeah. Also, this isn't my concern. Yeah, you should be vigilant here. Yeah. There's a guy, there's a family living in the Italian yeah. neighborhood. I don't care about saving this man. They, my they job is done. I solved a different crime. So let's, you know. Let's let my boys who uh, sit Indian style while I tell stories handle the rest of the case. Yeah. Very so, upset with this. So they decide they're going to go over there. Uh, the Apple, I hope the Applegates don't throw us out if, uh, if we ask to look around in the old tower. Just tell them, Fenton says, that you have a pretty good clue to where the bonds and jewels are hidden, and they'll let you search. And then Joe grins, Frank, we'll have that $1,000 reward before the day is over. Guys... Yeah, Robinsons. Yeah, I this just, is not about you've just, got sorry. motors. Well, what are you going to do with a thousand dollars? Will Slim have his life back? Yeah, you give that thousand dollars to the Robinsons for if, you going to baseball practice while Mister Robinson yeah. is in jail. Here's my problem: these are supposed to be what young adults? Who, who are these? Books Seventeen and eighteen. For? Oh, the books. I, I guess they're written for. Uh, slightly racist young adults. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking, you're not leaving good morals to these kids reading these books. Like, you went back and rewrote these, and there's still nothing but selfishness in these books. Yeah. Money over friends. I didn't do the math, but $1,000, based on what we were talking earlier, like the $25 that they were going to pay was like 300 300 uh, um, yeah. So based on that, like, we're talking like $8,000, something like that, yeah. uh, of today's money. Like, what do you do? That's so much money. You're a high schooler. Some fat cash. Living on a trust fund the size of Nantucket. Oh, yeah. You have a gymnasium. You are good to go. You both have motorcycles. I guess if I if I were one of them and I got $1,000, I would renovate our bedroom to have 
two sides. I would get rid of the bunk beds, the shared space with my 18-year-old brother. Who, If he's dating Callie Shaw and stuff like that, like I imagine he'll marry one of these people eventually. Yeah. Let's let's start to to branch out a little bit. Let's get some privacy. Let's let's not have to. If Frank has to keep taking Callie to, yeah. to the gymnasium. Here's the thing that I see. I see Joe getting into a little bit better of a college. Oh, obviously. And Frank is just like, well, you're not going to go though, right? Because I can't get in. Like, why don't we just both go to this community college? <laughs> yeah, it's two year associates. Yeah. I, I found an an online clown school. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be real great at juggling, Joe. You can be juggling, Joe. Well, Frank, I don't know if I want to do that. You do. <laughs> you do. You do. We'll bring the bunk beds. <laughs> I already loaded them on the motorcycle. <laughs> oh God! So the brothers raced from the house, confident that they were about to solve the tower treasure mystery. And uh, a, if this is the narrator who's now called it the tower treasure mystery like i feel like one of them should have said like wow that tower must be practically full of treasure now like somebody say yeah. the titular line get us there we've talked about the tower yeah we've talked about the tower robbery we've never talked about treasure right and now it's the tower treasure mystery i don't know dude i'm honestly i'm feeling like this is south and i, I don't want to say this but i know this writer and how he makes me so angry i know that the case is over and the rest of the book is looking for treasure. It's going to be a treasure hunt. Are you feeling that too? I feel like that's, yeah. And all I can think and is that. And that would be a tower treasure. Yeah. And all I can think is that I hope they find something obscene in chapter 15. 